0: what's up homegirls you guys are going to want to stick around for this podcast and you guys are going to want to wait till the end where you guys can get a promo code for some amazing merch trust me if I like it you're definitely going to like it there's something in there for everyone all right bye So thank you so much, Areli, for coming on with me. Um, I had sent you this application to like get on because I've seen what you've been doing and I've been following you for some time. You know, I went to high school with you, so and middle school too, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and so I've been seeing the journey that you're on, and I'm like excited for people to hear more about it, more about you, um, and just learning more of, of um what you have going on and uh, how to support you and how to like pursue their dreams as well or the things that they're aspiring to to get to because i feel like sometimes hearing somebody else's story like you're like oh shit okay i could do it too right <laughs> so please introduce yourself in your own words so people know who they're listening to
1: well first of all thank you for having me um I'm always all over the place I try to listen into your things here and there but yeah you know what social media is a great place to just kind of keep up keep up sorry with people's lives you know and just kind of see what they're they got going on and well personally myself I'm a hot mess Things <laughs> <laughs> going on you know um I'm always either running a business for my mom or trying to run my own business. I I am like a full-time employee, so I have like my nine to five, tends to go like nine to seven sometimes. I'm a wife. I have puppies. So it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. It definitely sounds like it. Um, that's cool. I didn't know that you also helped your mom. Like I see you running yours and I know that I knew already that you had a nine to five and, and the wife and the puppies. Like I see everything else, but I didn't know that you also like help your mom on top of that. How is that? Is that something that you've been doing for a while or um, it's new?
1: It's actually, you know what? So it's actually what I got started on my own was because of my mom, in a sense, because so I used to do, I she knows that I love to be creative. So during the pandemic, I started doing like more creativity stuff. You know, I got, I went and my husband got me a cricket and like I just started crafting and I was doing like a lot of like the chocolate covered strawberries with roses. And that was like a huge hit for, mm-hmm. you know, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day and even Father's Day. It was nice. Um, however, it, it is a lot of work. So at a certain time, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, even people were like, are you having it this year? And I'm like, nah, I'll take a few orders. But <laughs> it was a lot of work. So um, I kind of took a step, o- stepped away from there because also I started getting more into like focusing on my work. And I was like, because I'm new to this field, I kind of have to put my best foot forward and just focus on that. And I was really bad at managing my time like I'm always feel like I'm I still am like I'm always running like a chicken without a head I'm trying to figure it all out but I get it done and so my mom started doing jewelry with her friend during the pandemic and it was, like, gold-filled jewelry, so we put, like, pieces together, and, you know, that was fun, and I was, like, their number one customer because I just loved what they were making, but at the same time, I'm like, hey, you know, I've noticed a lot of people are doing, like, pop-ups, and they're doing, like, their own, like, Instagram story sales and a bunch of stuff like that, so I told my mom, like, oh, how about um, I make you a page, and, you know, we just start promoting on there, and then once I saw that it was going good for her, I was like, mom, Are you interested in going to like pop-ups? And she was like, oh, you know, she's a little bit more shy. And she's, I was like, I'll go with you. And then she goes, are you sure? Like you were always busy. I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Like I'll make time for you. And it was my way of like bonding with my mom. So I was just like, why not? So we started doing the pop-ups, and then they were fun. Like I, I love them honestly. Like to me, it's just like a community of vendors that are like you know selling a bunch of stuff. That's like amazing. And not while also like shopping small like became a huge thing. So you know, um that's when I decided like okay, well my husband actually he works a he works a lot, but he works a little if that makes sense. Like he works twelve hour shifts. So you mm. know his schedule is like three twelves or four twelves. So the rest of the time he's at home, and I was like he's always, I'm always bored or because I work from home he's always like hey babe like. Can I, can, you know, like, and I'm like, I don't have time for you right now. Like, I'm working. <laughs> and mean, you you find a hobby, dude. Like, this is not working out. And then he's like, all right, all right. So he's like, Whoa, well, what do you think about, like, you know, doing, like, a brand or something with what you already have going on? Like, you know, he goes, I can, he's really good with, like, Photoshop and, like, just creating mm. images and things like that. So I was just like, okay, why don't you do the designer? I'll help you figure out, like, we'll go, like, for material. We'll go see. Kind of start seeing what we did, and then he's like, "All right, all right." So the first, I think, it wasn't until October that we thought about, like, okay, what would sell? Like, what is like you know popular, and what like okay? So we started seeing like a lot of Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. So then we started, okay, um, you know, we we're a little worried because, you know, it's Disney, like the whole trademark. But everybody every small business is doing it. The pop ups we see it. So really, why not? Let's just pray. So we did that. And we're like, okay, what's something big that's coming up? And it was Hocus Pocus. So we kind of made a design, started praying it. And it was like a huge hit. And honestly, like that motivated us, to, motivated us to keep going because we kept getting a lot of feedback. People were like in love with everything. They were like, oh, like, you know, are you going to have some of these designs or this or that? And we're like, yeah. So we just kept going. And then he saw like, okay, he liked doing it. He liked helping me. But a lot of times, like, I'll be like, okay, this is what you wanted, right? Like, it's not easy. Like, that's one thing I told him. Like, it's not easy because I've seen it with my mom. I was like, you got to be consistent. And then he'll be on me like, you need to, like, show your face more. You know, you need to interact. He was kind of doing his research. So I'm like, okay, give me a break. Like, just, you have to help me. So he's like, okay. So it wasn't until this past weekend that we officially did our first pop-up when I told him, like, I think based on sales, based on interaction, like because, you know, he did make me like a whole website. Um, and, you know, based on the interaction, and everything, I was like, I think we're ready for a pop up. And he's like, all right, let's do it. So we did it. And then, you know, it was a great outcome. So he's like, let's keep doing it. And then we'll just keep growing from there.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's super cool yeah. that he's involved because it's something that you guys can do together. And Mm -hmm. it's not always the case, you know, like you definitely see where it's like, even with me, it's happened where I'm trying to explain something to my husband and he's just like, what? Like he doesn't, you know, like and and yeah, it it could be a little frustrating because I'm like, I want feedback. I want somebody like I want this support, but you can't expect everyone to kind of be where you're at, you know, because like you said, it's a it's a process, you know, and then he did his own research. So he has to be like open to wanting to learn about it to Mm -hmm. also be able to help, you know, because they can't just help without the, the, all the background. Um, and seeing that you are like very much entrepreneurial, like you know, like, okay, we got to look at sales. We got to look at this, like all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, what can you share with us? And of course, you know, whatever you're comfortable with about like your childhood self, like you already said you were creative and that's something that you tapped into more, uh, during the pandemic. Um, but what was like little Adeli like? Is there something that correlates to now to all the things that you're doing now from back then?
1: Yeah, you know what, I think it, it's more of like where I come from that motivates me in life in general, I think, or even just how my parents were with me. Um, I was born in Mexico. I came at the age of five years old. So that all along ever since I was little it's not like my parents told me like you have to well I mean yeah Hispanic parents like oh you have to make something of yourself you know can't be a failure but it was more of like my parents brought me to this country they sacrificed so much I need to be successful and you know the word successful it's like subjective to everyone success is different but my thing was like I need to have a good career I need to just grow I need to Always strive for a lot in life, whether it is like owning property or in my, you know, in like my personal like goals, it's like to own property, to, you know, have a career that you're not only just working to get paid, but because you enjoy it, you know, you enjoy what you do and things like that. So ever since I was younger, I was like, okay, I need to do good. I need to do good. Um, So I, throughout school, like I think I always was like a A B A, B student few C's you know but I always try to do my best because I wanted to get far however when the whole um the dream act that didn't take effect until 2012 and we graduated 2011 mm-hmm. so when it reality hit me when I was a junior and I was applying for colleges and then I got well actually senior year you start getting your acceptance letters and my parents had to sit down and have a talk with me and they're like me yeah, unfortunately like you can't go to a four-year school you know this is something that as parents like we have failed you because we should have thought about this a, like you know a while back and saved up for it but you don't qualify for because you weren't born in this country you don't qualify for you know financial aid you don't qualify for you know those things that are going to help you so that at the at that point i think i i felt like a failure because i was like all my life i've struggled like you know to like handle a bunch of stuff like i was involved in like you know like obviously i was a cheerleader i was um i was in clubs i was doing a bunch of things just so that my college resume would look great and then it's like i'm not even gonna go to a four-year school so i was like what you know so of course that was like a huge like I want to say a wall that I hit, and I at first I was like not really motivated. I think I actually was like, okay, fine. Then I'm gonna do my research. I'm gonna go to a four years. I mean, a two year school. Sure enough, like it's not two years to get out of community college. You know, you get stuck in this system that unfortunately, like it sucks. Like if you don't have the good like a good guidance counselor and stuff, you're just taking classes, exploring majors, and you know, it's like a it's definitely like I want to say it's like a trap zone where if you don't really have the guidance you're gonna get stuck in that system and that's where I was like I was it I went to Pasadena City College because I was like okay I'm gonna go to a good community college went to Pasadena City College sure enough I was like for a whole year two semesters it was like one class each semester I was like I'm never gonna finish at this rate like are you kidding me So then um, that's when my now husband was my boyfriend. He was like, go to Long Beach City College. Like, that's where he went, right? And I was like, okay, cool. I got to go to school with him. But at the same time, like, he supposedly said, like, oh, you know, you get all these classes. You do get all these classes. But then they were, like, telling me, oh, take these classes and these classes and these classes. I was just taking a bunch of classes, like, two, three years later. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, I am not ready to transfer, like, you know? So then, long story short, I was like, what do I need to do? And while I was going through, like, Pasadena and Long Beach, I was nannying. So my mom, um, little backstory, my mom's been a nanny her whole life. And one of the families she worked for was like, you know, one of the, a, a good job to have while you're a college student is be a nanny. Like, you know, kids go to school, you go to school. Like, it's a well-paying job for a college student. Why not do it? And these are, like, you know, families on the West Side, like, where they have a lot of money and they're, you know, they're very wealthy people and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, and a lot of the a lot of these people are like in the industry of like film and different things like that. So, you know, they're lawyers, doctors. Um, so I was like, Well yeah, that's kind of like interesting. So she was like, Why don't you come with me to Utah for like, I think it was thirty weeks. I went for a summer. She was, you'll help me with the kids. Her kids were older. And she was like, um, you know, you get your experience from there. I'll put you on this nanny site. And then sure enough, we can go from there. And I was like, okay, perfect. So I did that. I started doing the nannying and everything like that. But when I decided, like, I can't do Long Beach no more. And I finally got, I was working for this person. Uh, I was doing a nanny job for a person for a year and a half. And I literally did it because to me at that time it was like well paid but I was working like 60 hours a week and oh, I was going full time oh,
0: shit. so
1: I was like that's when I was just like this is not for me it got to the point where I literally one day like I would know I would come home every day and I was like in a bad mood and like my parents would be like what's wrong with you or even my boyfriend was at that time was like my boyfriend he was like what's wrong with you you know like this if you can't handle all this and you need a you know, quit one or like minimize your hours. And I was like, no, I can't. Because the thing was, ever since I graduated from high school, like my parents were like, we're going to help you with school, but you can't do it all. Like it was, and I feel like now it's more like, well, how come, how come they couldn't? But it was more like, I think they were trying to teach me to kind of become responsible and all that. So I was like, no, I think I got used to, like, I pay my own bills. Like, I don't want to ask my parents to pay for anything, Mm -hmm. even though I knew they would have if I asked them to. But I was like, no. So I didn't want to quit. But I think it got to the point where I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm not going to get anywhere. I'm not going to finish school. This lady's driving me nuts. (laughs) Like, there's no way like I can, you know, it was like not there was no sanity there for me. So I don't know. I think I just I'm a believer that things happen for a reason. I quit that day like one day like she was just like on me and I was like you know what like that's it I quit like you need a older person who is like a mom or a cook or something because she wanted me to do everything I was hired as a nurse as a nanny and then she was treating me like a maid yeah no yeah. so it was just, no this isn't working out and I was just like I quit so I quit and then like uh fast forward to like a week that same week actually I get a call. I went back on the nanny website. I just said, like, oh, you know, I'm looking for something. I get a call from my previous employer, and which was, um, I worked for her for six years. She was, and her, it was just like, they were sent from heaven. She messaged me. She's like, hey, you know, we're moving from New York. We're moving to California. We'll be in LA next Friday. We'd like to interview you. You seem like you have a really great background. I was like, sure. And then I went to meet them. They were great. And then like two days later, they offered me a job. So technically I was jobless for like a week and a half or two. And ever since then, like I was with them for six years. When I had to leave with like them, it was just like, I was devastated. But I was like, I went to college to do something with my life. I can't be a nanny forever. (laughs) Even though I love the job. It was like wonderful, especially with the last family. Like I love the boys. I still like do, you know, I keep in touch with them and they're great. It was three boys. And then I'm like, this was like the, if anybody would have asked me, what was like the best job you ever had? I was, I would say like working with them, like they yeah. were the best.
0: Yeah. How, um, what was the gap or like, how long was the community college then before the, um, cause then did you do a four year or what, what did you yeah. leave? So the-
1: once, so once I left LBCC, that's what kind of pushed me to be like, okay, well, I ended up having, I used to work in um like Pasadena area, so that, and I used to go to Long Beach City College, so then, when I saw I wasn't working at LBCC, and I started working in like the Santa Monica area, I was like, well, might as well just transfer to SMC, and honestly, like, it was the best thing, I feel like, I mean, to, you know, everything happens for a reason, but I should have started there from the beginning, mm-hmm. because that's where they were like, Girl, you have like two A's going on. You know, they were kind of like, just to take these these classes, and then you'll be done. And sure enough, I went there. I think I was like there for like a year and a half or two, and then I went straight to CSUN, and then I did my two years at CSUN, and I was done.
0: Right. So, but
1: it took me like ten years to finish school. Yeah, well, it felt like that. I think I've been a little less, but it was a very long time. Yeah, yeah, it might. Yeah, it was like nine years because I graduated twenty twenty. We finished high school in twenty eleven. Yeah, and I finally finished. Yeah. So it was like a long time. Yeah. It took forever.
0: How did you um like keep going after like year 5 or year 6 because I feel like I think that's more that's one of the areas um where people end up just being like oh fuck this it took too long, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I think, well, okay, so now I currently work for Netflix, so, um, and a lot of t- the people that I work for, like Nanny Ford, they've worked in, like, the film industry, and just seeing, like, their job, and how fun it was, and kind mm-hmm. of, because I studied communications. So, at first, when I first went to college, I wanted to be, like, in the, like, uh, law enforcement, but that was not for me. (laughs) I took a class and I was just like, I can't do this. And then, well, my husband is in law enforcement and I saw what he's like. And I was like, yeah, that's for him, not for me. It just wasn't like a match. So I was like, okay, what, you know, what can I explore? So I started doing like, I realized I love doing communications like courses. They were just my favorite. They were fun for me. And I was like, what can I do with a communications degree? You know? So then I started seeing like, oh, like advertising, marketing and advertising. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like, I would want to do that, but, like, for film, like, TV shows mm. or, you know, movies and things like that. And then working as an nanny with a lot of people that were in the industry to see what they were doing and, like, how, you know, how just, like, all the fun events that they would attend or just, like, you know, the lives that they got to live. It was, like, motivating for me. Yeah. But I have to admit it was a little intimidating because, of course, like, you know, I'm a Hispanic person who is like the minority in that industry so yeah. and I think that's what kept motivating me all the time to see that you know it's it wasn't going to be easy but that didn't mean that I had to quit like I just kept like it's like I'm always there like every time I'll be like oh my gosh like I'm still here it was like well I'm kind of more almost done than barely beginning that's what I would tell myself to kind of keep going like why go backwards now when you're almost to the finish line
0: yeah, and it does seem that like, because I, I also am a believer of like, everything happens for a reason. And if you wouldn't have been nannying and seen like been around the people like, uh, like immersed in, in the people that you were seeing and doing the things that you mm-hmm. like looked up to doing, that was a, a easy way to motivate yourself on the days where you were like, damn, is it really a lot, you know, because you were you were seeing it yeah. firsthand, you were getting to see what their life was like, like a sneak peek, right? And so that I think that's really, really cool. You when I had sent you this thing, I asked, like, what would you be able to like share with um, the listeners? And one of the things that you brought up was therapy. So when did you decide it was time for therapy? Because that's a tough one in our culture. I just started last week. And at first, like fresh out of high school, maybe like five years later is when I started hearing about therapy. And when they told me about it, I was like, nope. Fuck that. I'm not talking to anybody about it. Um, and then I think maybe in the last like three, four years, I started like, well, maybe, well, maybe. And then like last week, I was like, I need this shit. <laughs> so when did you decide that it was time?
1: Um, Honestly, I think that the first, well, it's actually happened recently, but it, the first time that this happened to me was like three years ago. We were going through escrow and I literally one night, I don't know where, we like I, I started like getting, feeling really hot in the middle of the night and I started breaking out in hives mm. and I like literally woke my husband up and I was like, oh my God, I was like, something's going on with me. And then he's like, did you eat shrimp? Cause I'm allergic to shrimp. And I was like, no. And then he goes and he saw my, I guess he saw like my eyes were like kind of shutting down. And then he was like, I need to take you to the ER. So we went to the ER, they were like, um, you know, like, is there anything you ate, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, no, no. So then sure enough, they gave me some like medicine and some ointment. They're like, this should help calm down. And I was like, okay, two days later, still the same thing. And I'm like, what's going on? Go back to the ER. And then the, the doctor ends up going like, can I ask you something? And I was like, yeah. He's like, are you stressed about something? And I was like, yes. He goes, that's what it is. He goes, you're stressing so much that your body's saying like, enough. Like, you know, like I need to break this out. So that happened. Uh, that was the first time that happened. I was like, okay, I ended up getting like a, I forgot what shot it was, but it's like a steroid, steroid. to help yep. mm-hmm. yeah, to <laughs> count, count, uh, calm the nerves. So I was like, okay. And it, it hadn't happened to me. And then lately, I think that I started stressing out again, like a lot this year. Like I feel like there's been stressors and I honestly, I, I don't know, I stress over everything. I get anxiety over everything, stress over everything And I was bringing out again, like a few times. And I was like, okay, this isn't normal. Like, I can't, can't keep going back to the doctors for them to give me a steroid shot. Like, I need Mm -hmm. to learn how to handle my anxiety, how to handle my nerves, whatever it is that I have going on. And not only that, but I think that, you know, just things that life throw at you, whether it's like with your parents, or with like your significant other's families, and like, you know, Unfortunately, I do have to say our culture is very toxic. Um, our culture does not know boundaries. Mm-mm. And you know, <laughs> it's like a huge thing that I was like, how do you handle everybody? Like, you know, my husband, for instance, like his family, they come from like a bunch of girls you know and and in my family it's like my mo- it's just my mom my dad and my sister but you know my mom she's very controlling so there's always conflict all around me and I'm like how do I help all this like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go crazy and I think like that was like where I was just like I need therapy because I just need to learn how to handle my own situations of like Within myself, because I can't control what other people do, but I can control how to like either kind of step step back from people or how to manage whatever they throw at me, or you know, just however they make me feel, without taking anything out on them or things like that.
0: Yeah, are you the older sibling?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that that um, with me and my sister, it's only two of us too, and we're six years apart. She's older. Um, you see that that a lot of responsibility also falls on like the older child or, or not even necessarily, maybe, maybe for some people, it's not responsibility, but you just feel like I'm the older one. Like, I feel like a little bit more, it it sounds all the time. Like it's always harder on their, the parents are always harder on that first child because you guys are like the first one, right? Like, so they're always just like, Oh, and then when the second one's a little more lags or like, you know, as you go, but so, yeah, you guys get it a little bit harder.
1: I think it's just because I'm the oldest, it felt like. And also because since I was younger, like I was always like, oh, OK, like I remember in high school, like I'd be like, Mom, I want to, you know, I have some dues for cheerleading. Like I'd be like, can you make me some burritos and I'm going to sell them at school for breakfast. And I remember I used to do that and I was yep. never embarrassed to do things like that
0: i'm pretty sure i brought from you girl
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know like it was a thing that i think they saw that you know she she like my mom there's one thing my mom has always said like if i were to die i know my daughters are not gonna starve to death because they know how to go and you know but it was more because i felt like i had to learn you know i had mm-hmm. to kind of get it together on my own um And then it was also like that worry of like, okay, well, if one day I get separated from my family, now as an adult, like, I don't, I'm like, okay, I I really don't think that would ever happen. But, you know, as a child, it was like, oh, what if I get separated from my parents, you know? So I think that does kind of shape you of like the fear of that people, people don't really talk about it, like the fear of like, why, you know, why do you do all this? It's like, well, as a child, it was more because like, okay, well, you know. And it was like, I was close to being an adult because I was in high school, you know, I'm mean, like in my teens, but still like what happens if your parents aren't there? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what shaped me to be like always working, hardworking and just kind of navigating through life. And I do feel like even looking, working as a nanny, for instance, and seeing like the opportunities that those children got in their schools was totally different from what we got in our school systems. And it's, it's more of like, like I, I talked to my husband, and I'm like, oh, when we have kids, you know, I'd want them to go to good schools, like, and it sucks to say, but like, you know, the, the, just the cities that we live in, like they don't really care about the education their children get. And then that's why they struggle to go to like college and stuff like that, because they're not motivated since they're little, you know, and yeah. it sucks.
0: Yeah.
1: Or they struggle a lot. Like I'm my sister, she got to go from since my mom worked on the west side she actually did decide like you know what for high school like I'm going to send her to Pally High and my sister got to see that struggle of like the academics were way harder in in the in the Palisades you know and she's like I literally feel like what are they doing in our communities where they're not teaching to the highest level they're not you know cooperating for opportunities and things like that because we got to see that balance and i got to see it with the kids you know these kids are like involved in summer camps and things like that and children in our communities they're stuck watching tv all day and during the summer because unfortunately there's not programs that can help them
0: yeah no dude that's that's huge actually that you brought that up because my mom's a nanny as well and she she nannies in um like Santa Monica Pacific Palisades area um and she was telling me like the kids that she nannies like she's like oh they have tennis lessons and golf lessons and this and that and they have tutors that come and blah 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 and like they're like trilingual and I'm just like holy sh-. Yeah. and you know like one day they were just like um I don't know what she said they were talking about and they're like you never been to Aspen and she was just like no (laughs) you know and I was just like the these kids are like on this whole other level like I didn't even know where Aspen was till probably a few years ago like you would have told me oh you never been to Aspen I would have been like where's that in LA like I would have just been like what (laughs) um but Yeah. yeah that that's really um that's really true that like primarily in the hood you just you get what you can get and that's it and I've been seeing lately um I keep in touch with a lot of the stuff going on back in Watts, which is where I grew up. Like I was going to school in Southgate. I should have not been going to school in Southgate, but I was like, I got lucky enough to be able to go and, and lucky and not lucky. Like, I don't know. It just, it was one of those things, like you said, everything happens for a reason. Um, Cause my sister went to Jordan Um. And she had a great experience there, uh, and and because the school was already well established, she got to like go to trips to Europe like every year and all kinds of stuff. Even though it was a school mm-hmm. in the hood, like she got to explore, and southeast was very very new still, so like they still didn't have all of those same programs or opportunities. Yeah. And plus, I just was I was on a different our family circumstance was way different from when I was in high school to when she was in high school you know Mm -hmm. um but now like in Watts they're starting to do a lot of like financial literacy they're starting to do a lot of like things with tech or um just teaching these kids like so that in the summer like when you said instead of them being at home just watching tv or not doing anything productive getting in trouble they now have this place to go to to learn learn coding learn investing learn all these things and I'm like Damn, that's fucking cool. Like had that been available to me. Holy shit. Who knows, you know, cuz you're just giving yeah. people the tools. Speaking of tools, um because you said like you started going to therapy and uh you also said you were learning to like love yourself. And I feel like that's a huge tool like to to have in your pocket of like how to love yourself because again, this is something they don't teach you in school. And this is something you need because the world already does a good job at like tearing you down sometimes and like usually one yourself you're like the you're like the meanest person to yourself like there will no there will never be anyone like as judgmental or as hard on you as you are on you um so that was like super interesting to me of like you saying learning to love yourself so why is that important to you
1: I think that really hit me when um so when I started like my official career job during the pandemic, um, you know, one of my first uh, the clients that I was working for was Apple. And I, you know, that it was like awesome. Like I'm in the advertising world. That's exactly where I wanted to be. Uh, but just kind of working from home, it's like I was to me, it was like, OK, I'm not meeting people. I don't really, mm. I, you know, I didn't feel out of place. I felt like, OK, whatever. Like, you know, mostly everybody always had their camera off. So I didn't even know what some people looked like. <laughs> you know, it was kind of that part. But then I went and then I moved jobs. And then sure enough, like, you know, now I get to go in person. I get to see everybody around me and everybody around me looks different than I do, you know. And I'm not going to lie. I remember telling my husband like the first Day ever that I was like there I was like it kind of felt so intimidated because I was like uh, everybody here looks different how do like how do I know that this will be all right fit for me like is everyone gonna be nice and everything like that I was just kind of like kind of self-doubting my own capabilities but I kind of just took a step back and I was like I don't need to do that if anything I should be really proud to be here like I should like be extremely proud of everything that I've been through everything that I've done and then like now to get to be here in this industry and just grow and mind you everybody's amazing like everybody's so amazing like they just do an amazing job about like you know making sure that everybody's like included that you know they're working hard to towards like diversify everything that they can so it's great but I think that's where a lot of times like or I'm just like I worry about everything that's around me and I don't take care of myself like even just I don't know like every time I'm not doing something I feel like I'm not being productive Mm -hmm. or I'm just Mm -hmm. relaxing and I'm like what the heck is going on like why am I not doing anything oh my god today but sometimes I kind of like everybody reminds me and I do get like um one of my best friends like she's like her name's Laura I don't know if you remember her (laughs) she um she's literally like it's okay to relax sometimes, you know? And I'm like, I know, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I always have to be doing something. And I think that's all part of like self-care and self-love to make sure that your body and your mind are good before anything else. Because if you're not good and your mind is not good, then you're not going to get anything done. Everything's literally going to fail.
0: Yeah. I mean, it might not necessarily fail, but it's not going to be to the best of the potential you could have given yeah. it, right? Like, because that's what you like... It sounds like it's important to you because you loving yourself is filling your own cup. So then you could like abundantly flow into everything else that you're doing, yeah. you know, where as if like you didn't even take the time to take care of yourself, to love yourself and and loving yourself is giving yourself that break, right? Um, and I'm telling you, it might be a big sister thing because I was just telling my my sister like two days ago, like, because she was just she's like you like she's like I gotta I gotta go I gotta go and if I'm sitting it's like what what the fuck you know um and I was like and I've heard this before like I've heard like Jenna Kutcher telling I can't remember her name but um, somebody else who did like a big ass, like skincare product line, like she was just like, you know how people go from like couch to 5k, like you need to do it in reverse. You need to go from like 5k to couch. Like you need to, you're like already doing the 5k, you're running around doing all the things, but you need to learn how to like be on the couch, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's kind of funny now that yeah. I think about it. Cause like you work for Netflix, <laughs> like the number one thing that people do is like sit on the couch and watch Netflix, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's the whole Netflix and chill, <laughs>
1: Um, yep. exactly. Uh,
0: earlier, too, you mentioned like we have we come from a kind of like toxic culture. And yeah, like that's part of the reasoning behind my podcast, Toxica and Recovery, because it's like all of these things I consider like my self-doubt or my negative or my um, like self-limiting beliefs. I consider all of those like little toxicas in my head. And that's why I call it like toxic on recovery, because I don't think that the self-doubt is ever going to go away. I don't think that my my anxiety is ever going to go 100 percent or my like I know because life is up and down. So I know these things yeah. are bound to come up, that's but it's true. just learning to, um like you say, like have the tools. So I'm not breaking out in hype. So I'm not like ending up in the ER, because to me, that used to happen with like stomach issues like like, I would feel it like um, my gastrointestinal, whatever it's called. Like, that's where the problem would come up for me. Like, I'd be just feeling like shit. And you- so you said one of the things that we don't do good culturally is, like, setting boundaries, which is a hundred percent true and like Mm -hmm. in my perspective when you start setting them like people are pissed (laughs) you know like what yeah you've never done this before (laughs) Ya te crees mucho like oh now you're too good to like nah it's just that now you know so tell me about how you started setting them if you already have or like what are the little steps you've been taking to to be able to feel confident when you set that boundary and to be able to like keep it
1: i think that i that's definitely something i struggle with and it's because like i like i mentioned it's so hard to do it when everyone around you doesn't know boundaries like you know so it's kind of like and i guess because you know a boundary could be like okay well you know what i'm not gonna go around but then that doesn't seem like a healthy boundary because you're just cutting people off Mm -hmm. so i just try to like like one thing for sure is like with my mom because ever since i was a child like i i now as an adult like now that i go to therapy and stuff i tell her like lady like you need to chill Like (laughs) like, I love you but you need to like you know I tell her like a lot of times like you just need to communicate with me don't you know don't just go off on me like communicate if you could just tell me things in a nice way then I'll be like all right cool whatever like you know but I'm like because I see and she admitted to her like herself like she is very controlled you know Mm -hmm. so I'm like just a minute, communicate with me, and then that's what it is. And I think the best person that I've practiced boundaries with, I guess it's my husband. And it's like more of like the communication where I tell him, like, where he's constantly reminding me, like, hey, what did you, don't you always say communicate? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so like, you're right, you're right. But I think it's like the communication has been like a huge thing lately with just everyone around me. Like, I try to communicate. Or I'm just like uh, not feeling this. I'm kind of just gonna step back, like even though I shouldn't completely cut people off because I'm not, but I'm just kind of like oh, I don't feel like going around, or I don't feel like doing this, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so do you, like in the areas. It sounds like it's still something that you're working on to set the boundaries. But in the areas that you feel like you've been able to implement, like with your mom, how has have you seen that like in a change in you? How has that helped?
1: i think it definitely like i one thing that i've been practicing with right there in therapy is like kind of just paying attention to my body and like what i feel like certain times like Huge. okay what like what signs you know so when i'm able to do the boundaries like don't get me wrong at first it's like a little bit of anxiety because it's always the anxiety but, like how i guess it's like a people pleasing thing like mm-hmm. how is she gonna feel especially that that's my mother like but then after, like when when she kind of gets the point, I'm like, I feel so relieved. I feel like, oh my gosh, this is something that I did not need to stress over, you know? Yes. Because that's the thing, I'm constantly stressing about everything.
0: Yeah, and it's
1: always like, oh my gosh, like you know, it's because I don't want to be in bad terms with anyone, or I don't want to, you know, and or I don't want to have drama, and I'm just like, okay, but it's more about like, who, like, are they gonna understand? Like, you know, is this because even like, okay, for instance, Thanksgiving's coming up.
0: Mm-hmm. That's always
1: like a huge deal because we have my husband's family and we have my family. But, you know, sometimes like it's not possible to go to both. Mm-hmm. And we've done that every year. And I kind of tell myself, like, maybe we need to figure out a way, maybe one year with one family, one year with another. Mm-hmm. But I just feel bad for my side of the family because it's only us. Well, for Thanksgiving, it's only my mom, my dad. My sister lives on the East Coast, so she won't be coming. And, you know, his family, they're having it like an hour away from here. So, I'm like, that's not doable because he works. But even just having to go to them and be like, oh, we're not going to make it for Thanksgiving. We were scared and we're like, why are we scared? We're grown <laughs> adults. Like, why are we afraid to go say, like, we're not going to make it for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Like, it's shit, but it's like the anxiety of, like, oh my gosh, it's because people are going to say stuff. And then it just comes to a point where it's like, no, like, this is what boundaries are. Like, this is like you have a life you have a job you can't make it because of your job and I was like and I was like fine throw me under the bus I don't care I'm like this is the boundaries that people need to respect unfortunately sometimes they just can't be with family
0: yeah yeah and that's the the big thing that like even I was getting wrong and I still practice with boundaries like and like you said making sure you don't end up just cutting the people off because I do that like that's one of my fucking little toxic ass habits of just like I'll ghost like I'll just be like bye like this is I'm setting my boundary you crossed it by like too much you know like I I do it (laughs) too well um but learning that one the boundary is for yourself not for the other person Mm -hmm. and it's for yourself so that you don't like you didn't like find a way to make it happen to go to Thanksgiving dinners and then be resentful of them because you crossed something mm-hmm. that you set yourself, you know? So I think that that's what has um, helped me be able to, like, stick to the boundaries a little bit. Because then at the end of the day, I can't be upset with anyone else. Because I crossed my own boundary, not them, yes. you know? So it's really cool that that's one of the things that you um, are focusing on. Can you also, like you had said, um, let me see, I wrote down the thing How to that you wrote... You wanted to learn to love yourself, set boundaries and how to navigate life. So can you explain to me a little bit more like what you meant by navigating life?
1: Yes. Like I said, everything stresses me out. Literally, I get in the car. I have to drive, you know, driving in L.A. is a pain. But good thing I'm from home. But still, I think just navigating life is because there's always so many things thrown at you. Like you never see what's coming. And that's the thing about me. Like I'll just naturally stress and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. But and I think like now I just need to learn how to just go with the flow like some things are gonna work out other things are not learn how to like keep doing therapy it's gonna help me just kind of yeah like navigate life easily you know not having to stress about stuff and just figuring it out as I go because I think my mind is always like even when at nighttime, like that's one thing I I tell my therapist like I have a million like to-do lists Mm -hmm. you know so now I have a little folder and like um, or a little notebook and I'm just writing that okay so I don't forget because and that kind of helps me a little bit yeah because I felt that it's because my mind is always running I'm always like oh my gosh like I need to do this and I do that do I do this first or do I do that first like yeah that's what's going on and I think that like I said therapy it's like a huge thing now that before it was not really looked at as like a good thing mm-hmm. and I have to say, like my husband's cousin He's the one that motivated me, really, to do therapy, too, because he w- he would see, like, the things that I would go through or just how I would react. And he'd be like, dude, like, he goes, I've done it. He, and he, he, you know, he did, he's done therapy for, like, over a year now. And he goes, I recommend it to everyone. He goes, yeah. I think everybody in this world needs therapy. Oh, yeah. Because we all go through traumas, like, you know, whether big or small or just, like, the way we react to things. And, and it's very helpful. And I saw how much it helped him. And I was like, you're right. I'm going to do it. Like, I I, rem- it's something that happened to me. I re- and I called him and I was just like, I was crying. And mm-hmm. I was just like, and then he said, it's time. And I was like, you're right. It is yeah. like, I'm going to go to therapy and I'm going to do this for myself. And I'm just going to learn how to handle my emotions and handle whatever life throws at me. And then that's when I decided, like, okay.
0: So, so do you think that because you also talked about like challenging your comfort zone? Do you think that therapy was one of those things that got you out of your comfort zone?
1: I think so. I think so because before I'd be like, uh, therapy, like, really? Am I gonna go to someone myself? Like, it's not, <laughs> you know, like, like I'm, am I just gonna vent or what is this, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's more of like when you start to do the exercises or you start to understand, like, oh, well, that's why that. That's why I have a fear of this or I have a fear of that. Um, It's just weird. Like, I, <laughs> like a weird thing that happened to me. Well, it's not weird. It's a really sad thing. But when I was little, I was running around. I was like four years old. I was running around and my cousin pushed me and I broke all of my front teeth. And there was my baby teeth. So it wasn't that bad because, you know, I had my own teeth. (laughs) All my teeth were like dangling and there was like blood everywhere. And that was another thing recently. Like this year, I just feel like there's been so many changes in life that whenever, like, I don't know, I would be running from the car to the house. I would have a fear of falling and breaking my teeth. And I was like, why are these these thoughts even going through my mind? It's not like, you know, but I told therapist and then he's like, oh, it's because, you know. It's the way your body feels. It, you're not feeling safe. And at that moment when that happened to you, you obviously didn't feel safe. So it's just things that your mind kind of reflects back on. It's like, oh, I'm not feeling safe because of whatever stressors you have going on. That's what's going to play in your mind. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> that made sense. But first I'm Like, what is going on with me? Like, why am I thinking about that? Why am I scared to run from the car to the house?
0: Yeah. Whoa, that's fucking really surprising because you did cheerleading <laughs> you know like you were yeah. having you were constantly putting your body in, in like that that mode and yeah there I keep like preaching about this book that I have on my list to read next year called The Body Keeps Score and it's exactly like what you're saying and that um, that you said even like when you're learning to like control your anxiety it's like you feel it in your body like your hives and all of that like your body mm-hmm. sometimes if your mind can't understand what's going on it'll come out through your body like your body's gonna be like "Mm." and sometimes that even does happen with traumas and like right now that we mentioned like there's big traumas and small traumas and and I want to put out there for like people when they listen to this like two people can experience the same thing and it might be traumatic to one person and not to the other Mm -hmm. and that's totally valid too because there's like context like we don't know how and sometimes it could even be siblings because sometimes I feel like my sister and I can go through an experience and we grew up together but it'll affect us differently um Mm -hmm. so I think that's important of of what you just you know brought up about traumas and brought up about like your body like yeah your body remembers like oh this is how she was running that one time and then this happened you know (laughs) um so to date to like now what do you think has been like the biggest discomfort you've had that has also helped like helped your healing and like your growth journey
1: I have to say the biggest discomfort that I've had it would probably be when at work I'm seeing all these young like 25 26 27 year olds because I'm about to be 30 and they're all like either at the same level as I am, or higher, and it's kind of, like, a little embarrassing to me, because, like, you know, but then I, ref- I have to just get out of that discomfort, and be like, well, you know, we all have different paths in life, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, like, we're all gonna get there, I shouldn't compare myself to others, I shouldn't, you know, feel embarrassed about that, because nobody knows what I've been through, and nobody has to know, you know, it's more of, like, it's my own thing and as long as I'm working to you know move up the ladder pretty much that's all that matters yeah but I have to say that has been like a little bit challenging like I remember I used to be a little embarrassed to say my age like well like oh you know when people were talking about it, I'll be like oh I don't want to say it like I don't want to <laughs> say it I don't care like I know I'm doing great things in life yeah. <laughs> to my own perspective and you know that's all that matters
0: yeah yeah and like you said this is even if you are at the same level or there's people that are younger than you that are a little bit above, like you're still growing, you're still learning, you're still on your way to, you know, to wherever it is that you're planning on going, you know, because everybody has different um, goals. So with that in mind too, how do you define success?
1: Like I said, it's subjective for Mm -hmm. sure. So everybody has their own definition of success for me, I think my success is just keep on growing in my career. Um, I want to own more property. And I want to have a beautiful family and that I will be successful with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly why I ask, you know, everyone that I've been interviewing lately, like, what is how do you define success? Because it's exactly how you're saying like, it's different for everyone. It really is. Um, and I've also been asking everyone too, like, what is your daydream life? Which also sounds like it's your success, but is, is it different? Like, do you, when you think of like the life that you daydream about and stuff, is that success or is it a little bit different? Or what is your daydream life like?
1: Um, <laughs> I think my daydream life is retiring. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that. Like, I'm like, I look forward to working hard so that by the age of like 55, I can be retired and I could just like travel the world with my husband.
0: (laughs) Okay. So then that's the daydream life, traveling the world with your husband, not necessarily the Mm -hmm. retirement. It's the traveling, having the freedom (laughs) to travel the world with your husband as you please. That's a good one. Um, and lastly, I was just going to ask, like, where can everyone find what you're doing? Because yes, I do love all the stuff that you put up in your shop. Like, um, shit, I've been on maternity leave. So I've been like, damn, my budget, I can't be buying all the shit I want to (laughs) buy, but I love it. So, um, where can people find you? Like plug in all your stuff so that people can start like looking into what you have going on.
1: So right now you can find me on Sweet Creations by Adeli on Instagram and we are on Facebook and we do have a website, com, where you'll find everything. Okay.
0: And I'll put those links in there for, for everyone so that they don't have an excuse to like, I didn't know how to find you. <laughs> I'll put the <laughs> links in there. Um, Yeah. So thank you so much. I hope that it's always my intention to do these and I try and do them more like conversations kind of slash interview because I feel like that's how people are able to like be more into it when it's like oh you're just sitting down having a conversation with like people you know um so I hope that somebody who might be somewhere in the same like path or can relate will learn something from it and um be able to to keep on going on their journey (laughs) any last words anything you want to put in before uh we we end
1: I just want to say like anybody who's thought about therapy or it's just crossed their mind at least once do it it's wonderful there is so much you'll learn about yourself
0: all right so if you stuck around to the end like I promised at the beginning um you guys can use a code toxica20 and you will get 20% off um anything in sweet creations by areli website she also has the instagram that has the link like it's super simple to get to everything and if not like again i'm gonna put everything in the show notes so that um you guys could just click on links and it'll be to the website and to the instagram Super cute shit. Like, for example, I just saw it right now too because I was telling my husband, like, how good would I look in this? <laughs> it's like a black um like sweatsuit outfit and it has like three conchitas that are shaped like Mickey, and then it says, like, don't be self conscious Like, get it, like self-conscious. <laughs> Anyways, a lot, a lot of cute, cute ass shit. I don't necessarily know like if this will be something that will get here by Christmas if ordering now, but it might, and you can always DM her, I'm sure. So All right, you guys, use Toxica20, so that's T-O-X-I-C-A 20, for a 20% discount to that store. And you guys will be supporting her, her local um, small business, and yeah, I hope you enjoy it. All right, you guys, talk to you later. Sincerely, Toxica and Recovery.